Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pena, and I am bringing you today's word for July 23rd, 2019. I'm teaching a series entitled The Power of Fellowship, and this is part 56 of the overall series. I'm calling this one Growing in Humility. As a believer, if you really want to grow in Christ, you have to grow in humility. Yesterday, I, I gave like I gave you a summary, a synopsis of the life and ministry of the Apostle Paul, and then I connected it to what we've been studying in 1 John 1. And so today, I'm, I want to continue to flow in that same vein, because yesterday I tried to cover a lot, and you know, I, I just kind of gave you the, the story of Paul. But today, I, I'm going to go back and maybe continue to, to, to flow in that vein and sow more seed into your heart concerning it. And I really believe that this message is going to be a blessing to you. It is, is an absolutely critical message. As believers, we have to grow in humility. So let's go back to 1 John 1. Let's read that first, and then we'll get into the life of the Apostle Paul. In 1 John chapter 1, um, verses 5 through 10 from the easy-to-read version, the Apostle Paul said this. I mean, the Apostle John said, We heard the true teaching from God. Now we tell it to you. So he's like, whatever I receive from the Father is what I'm communicating to you. I'm just a conduit of all of this. He says, God is light, and in him there is no darkness at all. So if we say that we share in the life of God, but we continue to live in darkness, then we're liars, and we're not telling the truth. We should live in the light where God is. Now, if we live in the light, like God is in the light, then we can have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus, God's Son, cleanses us from all sin. But if we say we have no sin, then we're fooling ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, then God will forgive us of our sins. <laughs> we, he's faithful to do that. He will always do what is right. He will, he will make us clean from all the wrong things that we've done. Now, if we say we have not sinned, then we're saying that God is a liar and we don't accept his true teaching. So you're saying, listen, man, if you really want to have fellowship, you got to be honest. You got to be open and honest and transparent and stop trying to claim or portray the fact that you don't sin. Uh, because if, you, if you're putting up this image of perfection, then nobody wants to have fellowship with you because no one is perfect. But if you will be honest with yourself and honest with other people about your flaws and how you're not perfect, and Jesus was perfect for us, then yeah, then we can have fellowship. So what does this mean to you today? I want to share a few things with you as it relates to this growing in humility. And I'm going to share it from the lens of the life and ministry of the Apostle Paul. So we're going to look at what the Apostle Paul not said one place, I mean, what his life said to us within the context of what John said in 1 John 1, all right? So I have five things to share with you. Here we go. Because the Apostle Paul was in ministry for so long, and he wrote so many books of the Bible, like half of the New Testament, then we get to see a picture of his progression in Christ in a way that no other Bible writer affords us. Uh, because no one wrote that many books of the Bible, we can't really see that. And notice that I said Bible writer and not Bible author, because there's only one author. There were about 40 different writers um, with different backgrounds, different levels of education over a span of about 1,500 years, but there was only one author. <laughs> that author is the Holy Spirit. So Paul was one of the writers, and so he, he communicated, like I do, in his own personality, in his own way. And so his life comes through in the writings. And so in these writings, we see that the closer Paul got to God, the less he thought of himself. And this progression in humility is something that we should all strive to personify. Number two, early in Paul's ministry, he saw himself as a dead man walking, right? He was like, listen, if you look at me, it's not me. It's all Jesus, all day, all capital letters. His life was all about 
Jesus. This is how we feel when we first come to Christ. And the excitement of being born again and saved from your sin, this excitement is amazing and it's contagious. But Paul acknowledged that he had zeal with no knowledge, right? So he was like, and, and many of us are the same way early on. He was like, I had all this fire and passion and zeal, but I really didn't know what I was doing. I had no idea what it, what it really means to walk with God. And so like Paul, I had zeal with no knowledge when I was first born again. And I told everyone they were going to hell. And, and I'm not the only person. I mean, many of us have done that. I even told my mother she was going to hell. <laughs> but this type of zeal with, with no knowledge um, or no humility, it can produce someone who's excited for Jesus, but it's not going to produce someone who is effective in evangelism because this type of zeal with no knowledge actually turns people away from Christ. It turns people away from the church. When you, when, when you have somebody on the street corner with a megaphone yelling at people, telling everybody they're going to hell as they walk by, that's a lot of zeal, but that's not zeal with knowledge. That's a lot of zeal, but that's not zeal with humility. This That type of zeal just causes people to run away from God, not to run to God. See, when you add some wisdom to that zeal, though, and a young babe in Christ starts to gain some humility and maybe gain some perspective, especially as it relates to their flaws, then they can become a powerful tool in the hands of our mighty God. Because at that point... You can communicate the gospel in a way that is effective because you won't come across the wrong way. You will be able to communicate God's power and God's grace and God's gospel, but do it in love. And that's how it's going to be received. Number three, after Paul's zeal with no knowledge stage, he got to the point where he acknowledged his calling, but he did it in a sober way. Because at the, at, at the reality is we all got to get to the point where we realize what our purpose is, what we're called to do. And, and, and acknowledge that we are that. Whatever God called me to do, that's what I am, right? Now, I am only that by the grace of God. I'm not that because I earned it. I'm not that because I deserve it. I'm, I'm only that because God called me to do it. And so he was okay with saying that he was an apostle, but from a, a, a humility perspective, he was like, yeah, I'm an apostle, but honestly, I'm the least of all the apostles. See, Paul wasn't there when Peter and Jesus walked on water. Paul was not there when, when the the apostles were handing out fishes and loaves and the fish and the loaves were multiplying in their hands. They would pop a head off and another head would grow. Paul wasn't there. Paul wasn't there when that happened. Paul wasn't there when Jesus said, Lazarus, come forth. And Lazarus popped up looking like a mummy because he had that stuff still wrapped all over his body. Paul was not there further. Not only was Paul not there, when he was around, he was on the wrong team and he was persecuting Christians and he had countless Christians killed for the cause of Christ. So Paul was not there. And then when he was there, he was on the wrong team. So he was like, listen, I'm called to be an apostle and I'm only called to be an apostle by the grace of God. I am an apostle. My name is Paul. He's writing, I am Paul. My name is Paul. I'm an apostle. And I'm an apostle because God called me to be an apostle from my mother's womb. And it has nothing to do with me and it has everything to do with him. And if I am an apostle, I'm the least of all the apostles because as he was growing in Christ, he was also growing in humility. If you want to be effective, if you want to be effective as a Christian, if you want to be effective in evangelism, if you want to be effective for Jesus, you have to grow in humility. You have to be humble. Your message about eternal life and your message about anything else as it relates to the kingdom of God will not be received if you do not deliver it from a humble heart. And Paul had to learn that. Number four, after Paul acknowledged that he was an apostle, but the least of the apostles, he grew to the point where he saw himself as the least of all believers. 
right? So that's another level of humility. That's another level of growth. In Ephesians 3 and 8, he says, I am the least deserving of all God's people. At this point, he was not comparing himself to other apostles. He, he looked around at all believers everywhere. And he says, out of all the believers, out of everybody who names the name of Jesus, I am the least deserving of them all. See, where you end, God can begin. Where you acknowledge that you are weak, then God can make you strong. God can realize his strength. God can release his power through you. But if you think that you are strong yourself, right? Then God is going to withhold his strength because God will not compete with you. The secret to success in Christ is not more trying. If it was about trying, we would all got there because we've been trying for years. The secret to success is more dying. As you die, God is able to live through you. And we see this clearly in the life and the ministry of the apostle Paul. My prayer is that we may be able to see it clearly in your life as well. Number five and finally, as I close, towards the end of his life, when he knew his days were numbered, he made it clear that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. He said, this is a true statement and worthy of all acceptation that Christ Jesus has come into the world to save sinners. And then he said, of whom I am chief. He says, I'm the chief of all sinners. This is at the end of his life. I'm the chief of all sinners. After going on four missionary journeys, after writing half the New Testament, after operating in spiritual gifts for years, after being a pastor of pastors, Paul said, I am the chief of sinners. The closer he got to God, the less he thought of himself outside of God. He was saying, in Christ, I can do all things. Outside of Christ, I can do nothing. He considered himself nothing outside of God. And unfortunately, this type of humility is lacking in the body of Christ today. And without it, it's going to be hard to have true fellowship. John taught us that if we claim to be without sin, that, that if we think that we are sinless, that we are faultless, then, then we're not going to have fellowship. But if we're open, if we're honest, if we're transparent, uh, if, if we acknowledge the fact that, yes, we do have sin and that we only are who we are by the grace of God, then we can have fellowship one with another. And the blood of Jesus, God's son, will cleanse us from all sin. If you ever run into a Christian who's very judgmental, uh, if you ever run into a Christian who criticizes everyone else, if you ever run into a Christian who tears people down instead of building them up, you have just run into a Christian who is proving to you that they're a baby Christian. They're a baby Christian because they don't know anything yet. The closer They don't really know God. They may know some scripture. They may be able to quote from Genesis to Revelation, but they, they may know the word of God, but they don't know the God of the word because if you knew the God of the word, you wouldn't be talking like that. I mean, if you really know God, how can you, knowing God, getting close to God, how can you, having a relationship with God, look down on other people? Because if you really know God, you really know how jacked up you are. So, so the closer you get to God, the less you think of, him, of yourself. Paul, at the end of his ministry, at the end of his life, when he was ready to go on from earth to glory, from time to eternity, from mortal to immortality, when he was at that stage of his life, he says, man, Jesus came into the world to save sinners, and I'm the worst of them all. I am the chief of sinners. That type of humility, that type of, of, of grace is what we all should strive to attain to where we are not looking down on anyone else. And that's how we can have fellowship one with another. Let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. I want you to repeat after me now 
in faith from a believing heart, lift up your voice and say this. Say, Father, I am growing in you. Now, growing in you means dying to me. The closer I get to you, the less I think of myself outside of you. In you, I can do all things. Outside of you, I can do nothing. In you, the supernatural is natural to me. Outside of you, I am flawed and frail. Your strength flows through my weakness. Where I end, you begin. So I embrace the humility. The Holy Spirit leads me to operate in. This humility helps me to look at others the way you see them. I never look down on anyone because I realize how flawed I am. This perspective helps me to have true fellowship with other people. I am able to honor them without tripping over their flaws because you treat me the same way. Thank you, Father, for teaching me how to have great relationships in this world. This requires humility and grace, and I have both. I declare this by faith. In Jesus' name, amen. This is today's word. Please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages, go to todaysword.org and there's a subscribe button. Subscribe. Get the messages. They're going to be a blessing to you. You'll get all my notes in your email inbox for free on a daily basis. Listen, I love you. God loves you. God wants you to get closer to him. God wants you to have great relationships and fellowship with other people. This is going to require a certain level of humility and, and it will require for you to embrace the grace of God. So I pray that you do that. I pray that you're enjoying this series. And then do me a favor, before you leave the screen, please share this message on your social media, on your timeline with your friends, so we can let everyone everywhere know how to have great relationships. It's only going to happen when we are humble. Have an amazing day. God bless you.